So you expect me to sit here and ride the pine while you and Casco play Jules Verne? Yes. No. I... Who? This is Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where we cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. We're in season 11, Chris. How are you? Doing all right. How are you, Jeremy? I'm ready to get sent back in time to the World War II, fighting some Nazis and and blowing up submarines. Again and again, they take it back to the past and every time do some crazy stuff. And it's always pretty good, right? Like all of the pa- all the time travel stuff, it literally kind of works for me. Man, I was, uh, as you know, I was so harsh on this episode when I started it that I had to turn it off. I was like, something's <laughs> wrong with my brain that I'm hating this so much. Because I was like, oh, brother, another another time travel episode. Oh, there's Nazis, just people doing fake German accents. Oh, brother. Uh, and I was I was not into it whatsoever. But thankfully, when I came back to it, I gave myself a breather. I came back to it and I, I did really enjoy it this time. Sometimes you need just to take a break from Supernatural for a couple of days mm-hmm. and then come back to it with like a fresh brain, fresh ideas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take. Also, something that's useful for having a fresh brain is going to patreon.com slash monster of the week and giving us some cash. It supports yeah. us directly and it gets you some cool benefits like exclusive podcast and various other things. <laughs> Access to our Discord server, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, there'll be yes. some pretty major changes on that pretty soon. Um, and in the meantime, since uh, most of the world is going through this whole pandemic thing, uh, we decided to release some of that Patreon content out for everybody. So if you are a Cowboy Bebop fan, we released all of our Cowboy Bebop episodes um, publicly. So you can go on iTunes, search for Monster of the Week Presents. It should be like a yellow version of our standard red logo, and uh, that'll mm-hmm. have all of those episodes, and including preview episodes for some of our other exclusive content. Thank I think you. there's like 12 or 13 of those of those Bebop episodes. 13, so dog. You're into it, can you believe it? 13? 13. 13. That's uh, a lot. Still a lot. Um, thank you to everybody that gives us money. We appreciate it. We very, yes, very much appreciate very it. Much. Uh, Chris, what's been happening in season 11 so far? All right. Last time on Supernatural, Dean finally admitted, admitted that he's got it bad for Amara. And while Sam was supportive, the younger Winchester seems daunted by the tasks ahead of them. Meanwhile, Castiel is still possessed by Lucifer and the boys still have no idea. Rowena is still dead and Crowley still hasn't contacted them in any way. And the darkness seemingly grows more powerful every day. Indeed. We are covering Season 11, Episode 14, The Vessel. 
This was written by Robert Behrens, directed by John Badham. It aired on February 17th, 2016. Lucifer as Castiel sends Dean back in time. Hoping to find a weapon powerful enough to defeat Amaro, Dean convinces Castiel, quotes, and Castiel is in quotes right there, by the way, <laughs> convinces Castiel, who is still Lucifer, to send him back to time to the last reported sighting of the hand of God. Lucifer sees the potential in getting his hands on the weapon. So goes along as Castiel and sends Dean to 1944 to the fated submarine mission that sunk the hand of God. Meanwhile, continuing his charade with Sam <laughs> while they wait for Dean's return. <laughs> Lucifer plans All his right. next move. Jesus Christ. It was really long. Also, um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this when I read these things, I have to do a little bit of self editing because they always do like, you know, such and such Dean parentheses, Jensen Ackles. Uh, and they did the same thing for Amara where they did parentheses guest star, Emily Swallow, but Amara doesn't actually show up in this episode, right? Don't she's not in this. Episode. She's not, she's not a guest star in this episode. So I don't know what's happening. I just, here. I have one message for the supernatural wiki and that's grow up. This is not the supernatural wiki, Chris. This is well, not like my, you know this, what? This is the official my- CW episode summary. My comment stands. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> we should all make the wiki grow up a little bit. <clears throat> yes. They we provided perfectly sound updates and they were removed. That's true. That's very true. What's up, Wikipedia? What's going on? Um, What's going on, man? So we start in Nazi occupied France, nineteen forty three, headquarters of the Gestapo. A, I don't know what kind of energy I'm bringing to this podcast right now, Chris. I've had like half of a crown in ginger. I might be a little loopy it's, today. <laughs> it's history buff enthusiast or whatever. About, welcome to Hardcore History with special guest host Jeremy Greer. I don't really know anything about history. I just like to say the word Gestapo every once in a while. Uh, yeah, so we got, we got Delphine here, who seems French, mm-hmm. and Peter. I believe is his name, who seems German. His name um, is actually Petey. I just want that I just want that to be clear. What? His name is Petey Garadi. I don't know. Maybe I was right to be slagging off this episode. <laughs> What's wrong with Petey? I don't know, man. What, what, what is I, wrong with Petey? I'm just gonna start calling you Chrissy and see how you like oh, that. Please don't. Um so they're they're hanging out. They're they they seem like lovers. Um, but Delphine here, she wants to see this this cool occult artifact that the nazis have gotten me, their hands on give me the box um, she says what's in the box let me see what's in that box bro um and so this guy shows delphine what's in the box and all we hear is her say so it's true um and then she kills Petey and steals the artifact yeah. because she is a man of letters she takes the pin from her hair, pencil from her hair, and stabs him through the neck, and then steals his dagger and stabs him in the stomach. Like, the double whammy. You know what I'm saying? The double he got, whammy. He got DP'd, Chris. And I'm going to take yeah, that joke uh, out of the podcast. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he really, yeah, he, he had it coming, you could say. Yes, as being a Nazi. Um, and I love this, the men of letters sends their regards. Like, I hope the Nazis knew who the men of letters were. That's, that's pretty yeah. funny to me. Um. So back at the bunker, Sam is researching Nazi archaeology. He's probably on like Reddit or something. I just assume that's where all of that stuff would be. Um, they're trying to see. He's trying to see if he can dig up information on a super weapon that was supposedly strong enough to win the war. Clearly, this ties into the cold open. Um, this super weapon that Sam is researching was referred to as the Hand of God, and Sam somehow through Reddit presumably has tracked it. To Delphine, the woman from the cold open, who was a woman of letters, as we've established. Yes. 
um, Dean asks something very clear, which is, well, if they had the weapon, why didn't they use it? Which I thought is like, hey, <laughs> why, yeah, well, why, why well. didn't they just do the thing? Um, we switch over to Cast- Castiel, a.k.a. Lucifer, a.k.a. Cassifer, a.k.a. Lucifer, a.k.a. The, the Pope with No Hope. We- I love when they date the show because he's sitting there playing like Angry Birds or something on an mm-hmm. iPad. The sound um, effects it, are extremely Angry Birds. I don't know if they yeah. literally are that, but boy, this this definitely like Angry Birds territory, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I, I don't know. I don't see Lucifer. I mean, they've obviously done a lot of annoying stuff with Lucifer. Um, instead of keeping him cool, they, you know, they've done what they've done. Um, but he is, so he's playing Angry Birds in hell in the set that we've seen multiple times where like Crowley has helped hell court before um and and sure enough the demons are like kind of bringing business hell business to him and he's not interested he doesn't care about souls or 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 deals or any of that he's not interested um uh they start to talk shit about crowley a little bit i think and then we see crowley who's caged and like collared and completely whipped um by lucifer he's just he's just chained up in the room um and clearly he has gotten the uh the shit end of the stick on the on the situation with lucifer um and here is where I, I finally started feeling like misha was truly sinking into the role of lucifer um he's been doing a great job of not being cast but for me it has felt a little bit silly i think that's because the writers have done a terrible job characterizing lucifer over the last few seasons um and he's only doing what he can but in here i felt like misha was really grabbing hold of this role and like making it his own yeah it's uh you and i goofed a lot on that first scene that we see misha portray lucifer possessing castiel and basically how much of like a dupe he is of Mm -hmm. mark pellegrino's weird smirks and um and boy if you want a reason to join the discord (laughs) me posting selfies of me and chris doing this impression ourselves in the discord without chris's permission (laughs) is a good one um just scroll Uh up everybody they're there um but that weird smirk that he does uh, is was is very goofy and kind of off-putting but like i feel like this episode is the one because we get a bunch of time with with lucifer as 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 played by misha um that is the first time that he really like you said come it comes into his own with it uh and he's like it's the first time we've really seen lucifer be what you kind of envision Lucifer to be in this universe, mm-hmm. which is like real mm-hmm. shitty expecting everything. Like when he wheels <laughs> Crowley out and Crowley's literally on his hands and knees with a dog collar. And Crowley is like, you know, I, I, I think that they're talking back to you, master. Like they shouldn't be able to talk to their master like that. Like he's, he is just, you know, fucking debasing himself in front of Lucifer. It's mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah. Lucifer is a bad guy. Like he's a shitty, right. he's a, he's not only is he a demon, but he's a bad guy too. Yeah. And, uh, and this is what, I think this is what Misha nails in a way that, and you could argue maybe Mark Pellegrino never got that opportunity to do this kind of stuff. But also I think Misha is just a much better actor in general. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He kills it. Kills mm-hmm. it. Um, so uh, back to the bunker. Um, nothing is really established in that scene. Uh, back to the bunker. Um, Sam says something along the lines of a bunker based man of letters, which is just, I don't know why that just makes me laugh. Cause I feel like bunker based is what all the guys call bunker boy. When he like go out mm-hmm, to the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically like, I mean, they're just, they're looking through the bunker for information on this, on the French men of letters. 
um, on Delphine, anything that they can they can scrounge up that might lead them to uh, this hand of God. Sam is on YouTube looking up like a top five mysterious artifacts, <laughs> like YouTube video or some shit. Like he's he's doing whatever he can. Um, and eventually he finds uh, info about the fact that the men of letters were trying to get Delphine and this weapon from Europe to America. Um, but yes. the ship never arrived um, and it was attacked and sunk uh, by the Germans and its contents were never found. So Sam assumes that it must be lost. Uh, this is where Dean says um, something or Sam says like, oh, wait, what could we find that, that James Cameron and his billions couldn't find or his avatar money or whatever? <laughs> like, all right, shout out to Avatar, I guess. Uh, Dean says they have something that James Cameron doesn't have. And I guess he means time travel. And also, yeah, Castiel, I think, is specifically what he was talking about. Yes. Uh, we should also note yes. that you could tell that Dean's going through some emotional turmoil because he's drinking earlier and earlier. There's a weird subplot ah, where Sam is, good, has good, drank yeah. all of the coffee in, the, in that bunker, so Dean just turns to beer and doesn't even blink yeah. an eye at it, which I yeah. think is very funny. Um, meanwhile, back at the not-quite-hell dungeon, um, Lustiel has requested all of his weapons to be brought to him, uh, and then can tell you can tell very quickly he's not very pleased to have any of these weapons, and he orders everybody out, and then um, starts talking to Crowley, and basically is treating him like a dog, and Crowley is being very um, I don't know I don't remember what, quite what the word I'm looking for is, but subservient. Uh, mm-hmm. But Lucifer, or excuse me, Lustiel sees through all of this and is like, actually, I can tell you're, you're playing at this, but you're still defiant. And Crowley says, ab- yeah, ab- absolutely. And then L- yeah. Lucille is like, well, tell me what you're really thinking. And Crowley says, you know, I can tell that you're not strong enough to take on Amara when you when you did this the last time you had help and you still need that help. Like even you were doubting yourself. And uh, Lucille agrees. And coincidentally, that is exactly the same time his phone rings and it's time to go back to Castiel. These moments where Misha jumps from the Lucifer voice to the Castiel voice will never, ever not make me interested in Misha Collins as an actor because yeah. Jesus Christ, how to do that and like on a whim is crazy to me. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, so, yeah, she, back, to, back to playing Castiel here. Um, so he says that. Uh, well, OK, so he goes back to the bunker. Uh, pretending to be Castiel now. The boys fill him in on what the situation is, and he says that he can get them back in time. You know, he, he can time travel them. Um, and Sam is like, oh, bro, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, and I just want to know, uh, how are you going to do that? You don't even have your wings right now, dude. You can't even teleport right now, dude. So uh, how are you going to time travel? Uh, which makes me really ask the question, like, how long did it take Castiel to get to the bunker when they called him? Yeah, I don't... Did he have... I mean, I guess... Did four Lucifer, days elapse over Lucifer real time? Lucifer is just like teleporting somewhere nearby, and then he's just driving back to make it look natural. Is he teleporting so like himself and the hoopty to to outside oh, the bunker? You he's know what he's I'm an archangel. He can he can teleport the hoopty. <laughs> Make no mistake. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna go to the Wikipedia page and edit the Archangel's powers to teleportation Please of hoopties. <laughs> Please do. They will. We will get banned for life. They hate us so much. We made one change. They hate us. Um. So doubting Sam over here is just like I don't think so, Cass. You're. You're. Frankly, you're not strong enough. Um. But um. And Sam is also very concerned about messing up time. Uh. Dean. Dean's into it. Dean's got to do something with his hands, man. He's in love and he's stressed out about that. He's got he's in love with two different people right now and he doesn't like it. I'm in love with a fish and a god. Please help. It is, it is too much. Um, 
<laughs> so, but Dean's not really worried about messing up time. He's like, they're all going to die anyway. <laughs> all I got to get on there is get in, scoop the thing, not drown, not sink to the bottom of the ocean, and I'm good to go, dude. Um, so, I mean, so, all right. Um, so Sam, Sam agrees. Has to stay behind. And, yeah, Sam uh, agrees, but he has to stay behind that, according to Dean. Um, in case something goes wrong, he's going to need Sam on the other side, you know, in regular time to fix it. Because they can only have one time traveler at a time. I don't know why. That's just always the way that it is. Um, so, uh, Castiel, is, they, they just do it. Uh, Lustiel zaps yeah. Dean back to the submarine. Um, and then we go to a commercial break and come back. And basically, Dean is in the bunker of the submarine, um, yes. surrounded by sleeping semen. Sleep, sleeping uh, semen. Sleeping semen. Um, to and fro, hither and thither. So yeah, Dean's surrounded by sleeping semen. One thing I want to point out about Lucifer right before they uh, time traveled was he was just like watching the argument between Sam and Dean with like great interest. Like he's got like this kind of smirk that he can barely contain as he's watching them argue about who has to stay behind and all this shit. And you can tell that he's really in, in sort of enjoying the turmoil a little bit. Um, so yeah, Dean's Dean's uh, back in time. He's alone on the submarine. There's no Castiel or Lucifer or whatever. Um, and we see this CGI submarine floating uh, in the ocean with a CGI storm in the background. And this is where I felt like this became an episode of a different TV show. And at first, that would almost be like uh, a point against this episode. But I actually really liked it. This felt like it was something that would happen in X-Files, where they would go to a weird location and just there would be a ton of extras acting the shit out of this episode. Um, and, and it, I don't know, this didn't feel very supernatural, but it felt very sci-fi television show because I mean, sure. it's Dean on a submarine in like a military situation in the forties. And I thought that that would kind of suck, but I was really into it. It just worked for me. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is like at this point of the episode, especially when Castiel didn't show up, um, yeah. was, I thought was just super interesting. And like immediately he has to like jump under a bed to hide and because like semen will start walking in and start talking about stuff uh-huh. and he like as he's looking up he sees like an angelic ward or a ward of some kind that's been scraped like under the bed where nobody could see it and i'm like well obviously that's like daphne um or delphine not daphne different episode yeah. everybody <laughs> um that's obviously uh, delphine and like uh, that's pretty cool and then we go back to the bunker where sam is still like studying the submarine stuff and trying to figure stuff out when like castiel just walks in soaking wet and pissed because they were it was warded against angels it's so funny he's dripping wet ready to get back in his i mean and, and sure enough sam asks him like were you just in your fishbowl fully clothed again? <laughs> like, what is going on? Yes. I gave you a towel before you went back in time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we knew this was going to happen. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, Lucifer Castiel here reveals that he couldn't get on the ship because it was warded. So Dean has to go on alone. And that's that. Um, and Sam thinks there may be a way to um, uh, clear the sigils from the outside and gets to work on the lore. When we switch He's over to Dean. To who has uh who is whatchamacallit? Um He's hiding and he tricks he does he yeah, does full he does metal the, gear over here. He, he does like, the quarter the trick. <laughs> yeah, he does the quarter trick, like the sailor picks it up. Excuse me, the seaman picks it up and he's like, nineteen ninety three, what in tarnation? Uh and then uh Dean puts him in a chokehold um and knocks him out, I guess, if you ask him a question like where's the woman or whatever, uh and, and then puts his clothes on. I mean, and just leaves a naked soldier somewhere or a naked just seaman leaves somewhere. Just a naked seaman 
uh, lying bare on the ground. Uh, so we cut back to to Sam and and Lustiel over here, and it's just funny because in Sam's from Sam's perspective, Castiel is just being uncharacteristically mean <laughs> to Sam. Yes, <laughs> just like what are you doing, you idiot? Stop watching those top five YouTube videos. You're not going to help anybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sam, can, you know, he brushes it all off. He's too much in the zone. Frankly, Sam doesn't pay enough attention to Castiel to notice that anything's wrong. He's like, um, he's, he's like, Sam, let me look at your computer, and then hands it back in a couple of minutes later, and Sam, all of Sam's recommendations are just alt-right MRA bullshit. Like, what did you do? Like, what what video hell? did you watch? <laughs> I was watching Top 5 Haunted Hotels. What is this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was watching Lore, okay? I was, I was watching, watching the lore. podcast Saying Lore that on YouTube. Count as lore that was made by a college student. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that lore master has a Patreon where he makes seven hundred dollars a month. Sam, it's not real lore. He, he makes seven hundred dollars a month reading Wikipedia articles. <laughs> he doesn't even make his own sounds. He's on freesounds.org. That's where he gets sounds. all of those weird sounds. <laughs> all of his pictures come from Google. He didn't. He hasn't cleared any of them. He's making seven hundred dollars a month. <laughs> he uses That's his dad's before- stock photo account. Jesus Christ! Can't you tell That's those before- are stock photos? Sammy! <laughs> the fuck are you, you doing, You know the Sammy? Loch Ness Monster's not real. Stop watching those top five videos. Can't believe I spent top five, five years trying monsters. to possess you. <laughs> Why did I even want to be a part of you, Sam? God, Sam! your vessel sucks. <laughs> oh, you, your best days really are behind you, Sam. And he's like, yeah, whatever, Cass. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep studying these spells. <laughs> um, We switch over back to the submarine where Delphine uh, wants to smoke a cigarette and is being told she can't. Uh, by like the local cook uh, the local cook finally leaves and runs into dean and starts talking a lot about delphine's gams and uh dean like has that awkward fish out of water moment which he's very used to dating a fish like he is and he finally gets to meet up with delphine who immediately kicks this dude's ass and holds a knife to his throat um he quickly says he's a man of letters but before that conversation can go very far other semen show up a whole bunch of semen bust in the door semen come flooding through um (laughs) the, the the tight you know tubes here and uh because mm-hmm, they're in a mm-hmm. submarine and um they fill the room they spill everywhere they get on everything and mm-hmm. um they you know the dude that that dean choked out earlier uh is is here he's the fully semen naked. that dean choked out he, yes please continue he's fully naked because dean took his underwear which mm-hmm. is messed up if you ask super, me super strange take, you had your own underwear dean winchester why are you wearing guys two pairs? military underwear <laughs> dean really um they very quickly find dean's cell phone um, so they're like, what are you, a spy or a spaceman or Flash Gordon or something? Um, and yeah, he like straight up admits, yeah, I'm from the future. Uh, we, in one hour, we're going to be shot down by a German ship. Like we need to we need to move fast. Um, so here, I, I don't know. I This is where I was kind of making more of those. This doesn't feel like supernatural statements, I guess, in my notes, um, because supernatural has such such regular beats and such a regular formula, as we've talked about many times over. Um, sometimes that's great. Sometimes it's, you know, it's, it's less than ideal, but this started to, for whatever reason, to just feel very different. And I think that part of that is Jensen Ackles getting to act with a whole group of other people. It's, it's not this, the same crew, you know, there's, we have several military extras. We have Delphine there. I was like really into this. Like it was just, I, I felt like I was watching like a submarine world war two movie for a second. And I loved it. Yeah, it was, I mean, this is super fun. I like the idea of Dean 
recognize because it threw me for a loop when he just uh, came out with like i'm from the future we're all going to die and i was like jesus christ dean like have like you have done this before like but then i realized Mm -hmm. like oh all of these people are going to die and dean doesn't want to change that like he only wants to get this one item and bounce he's not like looking to save the people here he's only hunting the thing right like he's 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 distilled his family slogan down to it (laughs) one essence Uh, we're I mean, only yeah, hunting things he now he can't save them right like he has to let it happen imagine him going to sam and looking at him and be like hey sam i just want to let you know we're only hunting things from now on no more saving the people he's like what <laughs> we're not hunting we're we're only hunting things sam i'm sorry you want to save a person that's call the winch the winsmiths and wessons or something whatever you want to call them sam's like sorry can you be quiet i'm watching top five ghosts <laughs> caught on camera in in restaurants right now it's very specific. <laughs> Tom Calico is there. Really and he's, into <laughs> Tom Calico is there and he's freaked. Yeah. You know, because once you click on one of those videos on YouTube, man, you're getting dozens of recommendations. Oh, easily. Sam, yeah, you're going all over the Sam place. Sam is falling down the rabbit hole and he thinks it's research. He thinks it's lore. But once again, they're Wikipedia articles written by uh, or read by by uh, by high school students <laughs> making seven hundred dollars a month too, on Patreon. I can't yeah. believe it. I, if I was doing that on Patreon when I was in high school, fuck, I'd be a millionaire by oh, now. Dude. I'd be I'd be living easy right now. Dude, Sam keeps going to the Patreons, but he does he doesn't make an account because he feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is trying to hack the Patreon so he can get that bonus content. <laughs> like he like he can, ha- he can hack like like security cameras in in streetlights, but he can't figure out Patreon. <laughs> He can hack a fucking streetlight in North in Sioux Falls, North Dakota, but can he hack a Patreon? No. HTTPS, dog. Um, Sam's, Sam's trying to get in the Monster of the Week Discord, but I don't know, buddy. Uh-uh, no, sir. Not without an invite from yours truly. Chris doesn't know how to invite people. Has to come from me. I, do you think I have any clue how to do that, <laughs> Sam Winchester? You are smart going to Chris because you're his fave, but I'm sorry. Only I can yeah. invite people to the Discord. Yeah. Uh, there's been a few times where people have asked me for for podcast or Patreon related favors, and I'm just like, uh, uh <laughs> you're gonna have to yeah, talk I'll, to my yeah, homie I'll, Jeremy. I'll do that for you. Yeah, no sweat. And then I'm like, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of this conversation, uh, Dean insists that they're all about to get shot down by a German surface ship. Uh, by this point, the captain of the submarine has shown up, and he doesn't believe any of it and thinks that he's a um, an AWOL soldier or a that's trying to escape the war or worse he could be a german spy and they say like you know go put him in the brig and you know delphine's trying to protest because she realizes like there's a kernel of truth to all of this um but right before they, any of that can happen another seaman shows up and this, some more seaman floods into the room and tells yeah. the captain oh hey like there's a german surface ship up and you need to come take care of this and they just basically leave the situation there um the seaman what dean took the underwear from uh, gets the captain's gun and holds it on dean and dean and delphine finally get to talk yes um so well, while they're talking about this, the this soldier who's naked from the waist down is just grilling Dean about the future, about like who's president, uh, who wins the the World Series. And Dean's like, "I'll fucking know, man. I don't pay attention to this shit," which I this, really like. I like that Dean didn't know the answers really to any of these questions. The series of questions like, that this man asks, and Dean is just so fucking annoyed with, just like I. Yeah. I don't what the, I don't care, man. I'm just trying to talk to the hot chick yeah. about the God hand. What are you doing? Yeah. Come on, man. Um, so, but he, he, you know, he he basically just weighs, lays it all out. Um, he says, "Y'all are gonna win this war. 
they're going to defeat the the axis of evil but um this ship is going to go down and as they talk about this this seaman starts to like get a little bit shook by this news and i like this guy he doesn't really say much in this episode other than quizzing dean about baseball um but you can tell every time his face kind of like he, he like sucks in that news and it kind of makes you feel for everybody on this ship it kind of makes it's like sort of treats these like world war ii vets with like some decency like mm-hmm. it really for me really humanized the situation just seeing this sailor kind of start to believe everything that dean is saying and like it, it really it, it takes him takes him back a little bit like okay great we're gonna win but i'm not gonna survive man this is tough well like uh, i agree with you by the way like this dude doesn't have um a significant role in the in the plot of this story but as he's questioning Dean, especially a little bit later on, once I think Delphine has left and it's just him and Dean there. And he's like, when does the war end? Um, can you tell me anything about the people that like on other ships? Like, do we win? Like, are they alive? What happens? And you could see the, 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 just the awe setting in as he realized, like, we're going to win this war, but it's going to take a significant amount of sacrifice to do so. And he's not going to make it. And he realizes like, he has this moment of, of just genuine human astonishment of like, Oh, I'm going to die. Like he has that realization. Like, and it, and he does a, this like <laughs> nobody of a guest star. I don't even know who, know who the fuck this guy, I don't even know what this guy's name is. Um, <laughs> I think it's Simmons. No, that Simmons is Bethany. So I can't be Simmons. Um, James Dearborn. I don't know. It could be Gumprecht, galley cook. I don't know who any of these people are. Could be any one of them, but he does a good job. He's just semen. He's just he's just a bunch of semen, semen. and a man in man's clothing, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, Aren't we all, Jeremy? Aren't we all? <laughs> um. So yeah, so yeah, there there is. I'm a, just old, a, cold, and full of. Uh, never mind. Yep. 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 So, um. Dean is like, y'all got this war and it's important, but in the future, we are fighting, we are fighting a biblical future war and I need that weapon. Um, and Delphine decides to trust Dean because he is a man of letters and he's proved that to her. Um, back to Sam, Castiel has forced him to stop watching YouTube videos. He finds a spell of gathering, which will get rid of the warding. Um, unfortunately, he looks at the spell components and they're missing part of it. And that is the power of an archangel. And this is the part where Lucifer is like, oh, I got that. No problem. Because, of course, Lucifer wants to bring Dean back because he wants the weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lucifer can't tip his hand. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, shit. Like, Castiel's this limp fish over here. And, I'm, you know, I got the juice. But if I show Sam that I got the juice, you know, he's going to be suspicious. But he's going to go for it anyway. I um, um I feel like this. Well, we're going to need the power of an archangel. If only we could have that. And, like, they repeated, like sam insistence of you can't even do it castiel you can't even you can't even teleport like much less do the, anything with this and like lustiel being like well we should give it a try like this is a little contrived to me and I, and look oh, it yeah. gets there at the end like there's going to be the turn at the end of this episode that i think cements this as a good episode for me but like this well i wish we had an archangel power like all shucks g g golly castiel but then he immediately, he's just back to watching top five videos. That's just immediately goes straight back to YouTube. He's just a fucking addicted hey, did you know 10 year old. Top five most haunted castles in Scotland. And Lucifer is behind him. Just fucking like, really? This is the guy that I, this is the one. That, <laughs> this is the one guy. This is what huh. the angels coordinated for me. This is what they used their Tinder profile credits for. Mm, was really? to make really? this guy. 
he's just looking up at the sky, just like, huh? All right, all right, guys. All right, sure, 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 sure. Okay, cool. Could okay. have been Hercules, I, huh? That dude was that dude rocked. <laughs> I couldn't got- even get the big kicks version of Sam. <laughs> I got YouTube version. <laughs> too, too. I got tentative about joining Patreon. Sam Winchester. <laughs> two fucking schlubs had to eat. Had to pick up. Had to make up Big Kick Sam. I can't even possess him. He's not real. What the fuck He's is not this? Real. I can't get him. I tried. <laughs> I tried to get him in the cage. Didn't work. Uh, you guys could have fucking genetically engineered Brick Holmes to be my fucking vessel. What the hell is wrong with you? And Sam's like, "What, Castiel? Can you keep it down? I'm watching the video." <laughs> Sam is perks up and is like, "Wait, Brick Holmes? I know all about that guy. What you need? What you got? You know his RBI was in 1972. Oh my god." <laughs> The room is now empty, and Sam's still going for it. Um, uh, all right, top so ten haunted the- rooms that Brick Holmes took a poop in. <laughs> Sam's, how you do Sam's googling that right now. <laughs> hey, hey, there actually is one. Um. So, all right, Delphine back on the submarine in the past. She shows Dean the weapon, the hand mm-hmm. of God. It's like this, like you know, piece of stone, whatever. But it's a piece of stone. Um, it's a piece of the Ark of the Covenant, apparently. Um, and the this is where the the sailor is i mean he's kind of already revealed in his facial expressions that he buys what dean is selling um but now it seems like he's really starting to believe him this is where he asks about the war ending all that stuff but then it's battle stations time because the german and, ship is approaching um and delphine, delphine has delphine, left to go take off the wards like that's yes. what she's gone to do during this conversation she um, and she removes the the warding from the wall but that's not quite enough and as these battle stations are or as everyone gets to their battle stations we spend like a good five or six minutes of just being the hunt for red october and you know what yeah i'm here for it i like submarines i like semen i like semen going through a submarine and filling up tubes like i don't i don't know what you want want i don't know what the pc term for that is chris i don't know what that is i like semen going through tubes i I don't know i don't know what you want to tell me same i mean i'm into it i'm into it i'm into it um yeah they're all they're all arming up they're getting uh they're getting locked they're getting loaded the semen are are ready to launch at any second now um even just the slightest provocation, the slightest stimulation, and those seamen are blasting off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so the ship that's after them disappears very briefly off their radar because it is right on top of them. Um, they have to to like drop super far in and, and try to do a silent run. Um, and this is where Delphine comes in. She comes back to Dean, and she starts pulling off her shirt. And Dean's like, "The gams, the gams." Um, <laughs> She she reveals that she looks has over that- like those aren't even what gams are, you dumbass. Yeah, he doesn't get it. Uh, she uh, she reveals that she has that same warding that was on the ship carved into her chest. Mm. Um, and she's like, "Yo, Dean, you gotta kill me." <laughs> Dean is like, "I don't know about that, bro. I can just cut you. I ain't gotta kill you, <laughs> Dean." Um, Dean, like, I can just scar you for life with my knife if you want me to. Like, I don't really want to kill yeah. you though. That seems a little fucked I don't up. I want to kill you. I'll maim your body forever, but I don't want to kill you. Um, but. <laughs> Unfortunately, the the mark and the spell is tied to her life. So yes. she she has to die essentially in order for it to be freed. Um, a depth charge is meanwhile falling towards them, and then it hits them. God, these depth um, charges are just rocking these semen all over the place. Um, dude, Cassifer, Lucifer, whatever we want to call him, um, is preparing the spell when Sam finds him and is like, "Hey, you got to stop that." Sam's like, "You're not powerful enough." Luciel is like, yes, I am. I can just, uh, and then um, Cassiel's like, I can just use your soul. Like I used Bobby. Oh yeah. So this is, <laughs> Sam brings this shit up. He's like, oh, I remember Bobby saying that when you, meaning Castiel, um, 
you know, did some of this before, you power it up by touching Bobby's soul. So Sam, this is where I was like, oh no, Sammy, get back to your YouTube videos, please, Sammy. Because he offers up his soul, being like, okay, Cass, I trust you, you can charge up with me. And of course, it's not Castiel, it's Lucifer. And Lucifer starts laughing. I love and this And then the Lucifer so is slipping through. <laughs> and it's, Misha crushes this. It is so good. He's so maniacal. Um, because he starts like talking to himself, like he can't help it, and he's like, "I don't need you. Why am I even keeping you alive? Why? Um, like, I don't. I need Dean in this weapon so I can fight tomorrow. I don't need. I don't need your diseased-ridden weirdo YouTube addict soul anymore, Sam. I'm sorry." Sam's like, "What?" Um, and yeah, so this is where Sam suddenly figures it out, and it's like, "Oh, holy shit, that ain't Cass." But it's too freaking late. Lucifer has reached out and grabbed Sam by the soul. And it's, I honestly, I was like, oh shit, what is going to happen? He's pretty deep in there. And, and this is, this is where, like he was, he was wrist deep, dude. He was in there. I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought Sam was good. He's pretty, he was pretty deep. I was concerned about my boy. It was, I was worried, dude. Um, And then he's getting fisted full on. And then Castiel, our boy Cast, he comes through big. He pulls back. He stops Lucifer from going through with it. I put so many exclamation points on my notes at this point. I was so psyched for Cass coming through there. <laughs> um, but it's too late. Sam has already collapsed. Yes. And then it's back to the summer. And the Germans are sending a message. They're basically demanding that they give that the Americans give up Delphine and the and her cargo, or else they're gonna bomb everything. The so the the seamen escort Delphine and Dean to the bridge. Uh, and of course the, the German that's uh, in the surface ship is the German from the cold open who says, if you're going to try to kill me, you should have used fire. And they all have superpowers. They are all um, Nazi sorcerers or whatever the fuck. Are Nazi they like wizards. the Nazi necromancers that sure. we had a couple of yeah. episodes ago or whatever? Um, seasons ago. There's a moment here where she turns to the captain and the captain is like, orders were, to, orders were to escort you and your cargo safely. There's absolutely no way we're giving you up. We're not even going to consider it. Um, she turns to Dean and is like, you got to kill me, bro. You got to stab me in this beautiful breast that I have bared to you. And all of the other seamen in the room are like, what? Excuse me? You, you, yeah, you saw our breast? Excuse me? Did somebody what? say gams? And then Dean's like, and then wait a minute. Um, oh no, Dean says, I'd rather just use the object um, instead of killing you. And she's like, oh wait, I have an idea. I'll use the object. Uh, but we, before we do that, we cut back over to Sam who wakes up and finds uh, Lustiel um, and telling Sam that, uh, or no, no, he wakes up to find Castiel uh, back in possession of his own body saying that he chose to get possessed and that they need Lucifer to save Dean. He's going to have to give Lucifer control. And Sam's like, man... I knew you was weak. <laughs> I'm going to go Cass back to like, my really, YouTube. Really, dude? Really? That's all? That's what you're giving me right now? <laughs> Sam's going to go back to YouTube. It's a top 10 haunted souls, and it's just going to be yeah. wild to discover it's just his own. <laughs> <laughs> top 10 haunted angel friends. We go back to the sub. Um, Delphine takes this log, this petrified log, and holds it up. Uh, we get this neat little CGI sequence where her whole body fills up with light um, as depth charges are going off all over the place. Uh, and then as she consumes all of this energy, she uses it to remove the final ward from her skin. 
allowing uh, Castiel, a.k.a. Lucifer, to teleport Dean right out before the ship explodes uh, and then immediately uh, tosses Dean across the table in the bunker. And, of course, Sam is shouting that, Dean, that's not Kaz. And Lucille is going on a rant about how much these two boys suck. Uh, meanwhile, <laughs> like he's just talking, like he talks for a long he's time. He's talking about, some shit. He's like you guys, you YouTube watching beer swilling freaks are just constantly in my way and I don't understand it. Uh, and while he's doing all of that, Sam is cutting his hand open to draw a uh, angel warning spell in blood. Um, They kind of deserve it, by the way. But yeah, yeah um, I'll go with you on that. If he's spending a lot of time talking all that shit, um, he gets the hand of God, but nothing happens. Because it turns out that it was a one-and-done situation, and Delphine already freaking used it. Um, so Sam, is he manages to draw that angel sigil real quick. Lucifer didn't even bother giving him a second glance, because he was like, this guy? This is y'all, who y'all set me up with? I don't think so. He was no longer interested. Um, so he's able to send Lucifer packing. I didn't think that these wards worked on archangels, but whatever. I could be totally wrong about that. I don't remember. Um, but basically, neither, the, moral hey, Chris, of the, the best story, thing about it is neither do the writers. <laughs> yeah, they don't know either. Um, all, all was for nothing. It was all for naught. All the time travel, none of it mattered. Um, and then we get a sad scene with Dean at the end here where they're just, I don't know, like an abandoned dock sitting and, and, and talking. And um, where, where is this? Where? Dude, why did they walk know. onto a pier to go have this conversation? Like it's a dilapidated it, pier. Like it's like falling apart. It's like a Silent Hill location. But it really like, yeah, is. We'll hang out here. Yeah, it's like a, it's like something you would see in Resident Evil Five if there were more you know villainous black people running around or something. Um, right. I, I I just this is such a bizarre change of scenery from what we have seen i mean like not that the submarine wasn't but like we're used to have seamen being on the show you know what i'm saying <laughs> right that's but right i this, just yeah why did why are they it doesn't matter it's fine but it's yeah, just yeah. Like, what are they doing here <laughs> um um so sh- yeah they got to um <laughs> so they have to have their their bm at the end of this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you know they don't have casts that's an issue now they have to hunt lucifer that's on the table um but Sam has to tell Dean that this was Castiel's choice. He literally chose to take Lucifer on. Um, and then Dean is just sort of like super bummed out about the fact that he couldn't even do anything when he time traveled. He was just a witness to this moment in time. And he's like kind of emotional about it. He's, he's, he's beat up about it. You know, he went back and witnessed a moment of World War II and these soldiers like fighting for good who all lost their lives. Um, and Sam says, you want to you know, talk about it? I like that Dean doesn't have doesn't talk about it but i also like that he's just like you know what this is a story for another day because it does seem like the type of thing you'd tell your brother about you know over a couple beers maybe a year from now when it's just like yeah so that time i went back it was crazy all this stuff but right now the wound is open um sam i think gives him a little bit of consolation here with all of his youtube research he says well there was a <laughs> giant smash hole that there. like button d <laughs> sorry go ahead smash that like button dean there was a giant hole ripped through the 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 german ship but the submarine was never found it was just either it was destroyed or whatever. It just was never found. And you can tell, you know, Sam, you know, pats him on the arm and walks away. And as they close in on Dean's face, you can tell that this news did give him some solace to know that they did take out those those Nazis. They they did what they what they had to do. It was successful, at least, in destroying the, their attackers. Well, specifically, Delphine did it right. Like, and that's yes. the reason yes. I don't know if we specifically mentioned when when they brought the hand of God back. Like, it was it's been cashed. Like, it was kicked. Like, it doesn't work anymore. So she used all of the power to destroy to take off the seal, allow Dean to get back home, and then to destroy this Nazi gunship above them. And yeah. 
Like he says that it was on fire and it sunk, which is like a fucking double whammy if I've ever heard one for a, a, a <laughs> ship. Um, yeah. I like that Dean is a little fucked up about this because a he has a history of being respectful to military people. Um, mm-hmm. like just the thing stuff with his dad. There was that one episode where they decided to like talk like fake Call of Duty kids for a while or something. Yeah. Um. But also, like, it's meaningful that he very briefly was in the shit with these people and allowed them some form of preparedness before everything hit the fan and then immediately left, leaving them all behind. Like, in a way, Dean, it's, I don't think Dean's going to consider it his fault, but he still feels like that, that kind of classic veteran PTSD of I'm the one that survived and I feel guilty about it. Like that survival, survivor's yeah. guilt thing. And, and hearing that they, they went out in a blaze of glory, I'm sure really appeals to Dean. Um, there was an episode recently where they talked about blaze of glory and I don't, I think we talked about it, but Jesus Christ, it's a weird song. Um, and yeah, it like, but Dean being super emotional about this, even after he hears about their quote unquote victory, or at least their, you know, retaliation as like this weird French song starts playing is kind of emotional. Like I was really shocked that what sounded like kind of a gimmick episode on the surface of going back in time again, ended up with some raw fucking emotion about it. Yeah. Yeah. We land in a, in a, in a heavy place kind of, but, um, you know, the boys are sort of still where they were at the beginning of this episode, but they know more now, obviously. Um, they well they know that lucifer is possessing castiel so basically they have a new threat to deal with yes i mean we're just over halfway through season 11 right now and they they got a lot of shit on their plate i'm uh i'm curious how like like are we going to go to another monster of the week episode with this are we going to like continue the pursuit because it feels like we haven't had a lot of monster of the week episodes during this season like even this one, which you could consider like it is specifically about trying to get a weapon to fight Abara, learning about a new threat. Like there was no quote unquote monster. There was no external threat, right? Like there was just, right. unless you count Nazi fucking warlocks, in which case Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, so it's really interesting to me that like, I'll, I'll be curious if we're going to continue down this path or if we're going to like spend a day chasing a ghoul or something. Right. And then just talking about Amara over the top of the ghoul's head and the ghoul just getting yeah. really frustrated. of like, can you boys please talk, stop talking about Amara and just kill me already? <laughs> it feels like we're in a place where we have to get a couple of story heavy episodes and then they can do a few monster of the weeks and then close the season out with a few, you know, final story episodes. Um, because while this obviously dealt with story stuff, it just didn't push it forward in any way. So, you know, and that's fine. It doesn't have to, but it feels like we have to kind of quickly get back into to business as usual. Um, you know, Crowley's still chained up wearing a Hawaiian shirt right now. So they gotta do something with that soon, right? What is he is he in a Hawaiian shirt? Did I just miss that altogether? He's not wearing his suit, he's wearing sh- like cargo shorts and a Hawaiian shirt, dude. Fuck Lucifer is evil. He is fucking He's evil, evil, dude. He's making him dress like the trashiest dad on vacation instead of cast or instead of Crowley in a suit. <laughs> Lucifer tells Crowley to go into a bar and ask him. I want you to tell the bartender, "I'd like a Corona, please." Hold the virus. Yeah, absolutely. He is. <laughs> I want you to go true, just, true just the worst dad jokes of all time. Oh, just man. a single tear spilling down Crowley's face as he goes in and says it. How are you feeling overall about season 11? Like as somebody who like, I've obviously seen this stuff before. I'm kind of approaching it with new eyes because I'm seen only seen it once. Um, but I'm curious about you. Like what's your overall take on season 11 right now? 
you know, there's been a couple episodes that I wasn't a huge fan of, but overall, I'm really, really enjoying season 11. Um, it's had some of my, I mean, overall, probably it's my favorite since season five. Um, and I don't have, you know, if I really went back and thought about it, maybe that wouldn't be true, but in the moment it feels week to week, I'm, I'm into it. And you know, part of that is I've never seen it before. So that's exciting, but, um, I'm really into season 11. Cool. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for today. Um, yeah. Unless you have more to say, cool. Chris, are you? Have we ever ended a podcast before? I can't remember how we I've do it. Never, never in a million years. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We very much appreciate it. Thank you for uh, everybody who is a patron over patreon.com slash sponsored week. We're going to be doing some new stuff over there pretty soon, so be sure to check that out. If you're already there, there will be new stuff for you as well because you're already there. Uh, consider leaving us reviews on Apple Podcasts and Google and Stitcher and anywhere else you consume your podcast, ratings, reviews, whatever you want to. Please do that. I would appreciate it. Um, thank you again for listening. If you want to cons- hit more of the show, monster of the week dot cool. You can also, uh, buy shirts and do cool stuff on that website. Check out thinking cool for our, uh, podcast about emojis that we put out and I'm going to get off this podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week with WWE champion, Mike, the Miz, Mizan and guest stars. What? that i want to um i want to read you a line from next week's episode can i do that real quick sam and dean attend the next match to relive one of their fondest childhood memories but when another wrestler turns up dead playtime quickly turns to work uh um thanks for 169 sounds right um Thanks for podcasting tonight. Like this already put me in a better mood. I'm always tempted oh, yeah. to be like, I feel I feel shitty and I don't want to do a thing. And then when I usually do the thing, I feel really good. So thank you for that. I appreciate Same. it. It's so hard to get the gears turning, but once they turn, it's so always good. good. It's good. But um, all right, I'll get this uploaded so uh, the good people can have their podcast by Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. You have a good night. I'll talk to you later. I'll catch you later. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> You T-painted out immediately. That's the first thing I heard was you going. Oh, my bad. That's had the T-paint filter on. Oh, yeah. Can you can you turn the T-paint filter off for me? Chris, we're about to record. Yeah, my bad. I um, I was just doing shots, you know, so he got me fucked up. Uh, got me tripping. OK, I just turned my Wi-Fi on my phone off. Um, that always doesn't do anything. So I'm glad. Jeremy, if you don't <laughs> shut up, I'm, I, I'm done. Hey, if you don't shut up, I'm going to suspend you like Amazon just suspended their deliveries. What up? What's up? All of them? It says all warehouse shipments except medical supplies and high something. What is this? Damn. I got high demand products. What a shame. From, oh, suspended the shipment of all items from independent merchants to its warehouses. Oh. I don't know what the fuck that means. Well, I got two things in the mail that I'm waiting on. One of them was supposed to come last week, and it, it just didn't. And it just was like, hey, you get a new date. So, um, cool. Thank God I went digital with Animal Crossing. Am I right, bro? Wait, I'm not recording it. <laughs>
son of a fucking what is this your first podcast chris record the damn thing anyway what did you do is this are you benjamin buttoning on me are you going back in time to when you weren't a podcaster i don't know dude (laughs) is this is this a bit (laughs) am i doing a bit (laughs) is chris doing a bit the monster of the week podcast it's a soft question mark on on every situation um yeah i'm glad that i got i getting animal crossing digitally you know i like my physical uh merch i like to junk up my life mm-hmm. with physical merch uh, but i had to go digital on that on that bad boy because first of all i mean i i didn't know this at the time that you know amazon might be shutting down like the rest of the world but um the it's it's all about the accessibility of course you don't have to put a disc in you don't have to put a cartridge in with a game like Animal Crossing, you're checking that shit every day, you know? If I want to pop over and play my copy of Fire Emblem, I gotta put the cartridge in for that. But I don't want to take it out every damn time I want to play Animal Crossing, you know? Fuck no. Yeah, yeah. I, feel, I mean, there's so many, like, no. games that I buy digitally just because I never want to have to... I, I never want it to leave the console. I want it to be there at yeah. all times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got FF7 digitally, too. I gotta be prepared for that. So, we good. We good. Word, word, word. I buy ever. I don't know that. I can't tell you the last time I bought a physical video game. I'm trying to remember. I still. Well, I mean, I since I buy so many like PS2 games, you know, it's like every other day for me. I was. Uh, I think it's when I, when I bought my Xbox One, I got I got a physical copy of Fallout 76, which was just a way to put a disc in and download a bunch of game that I didn't want to play. So uh-huh. I guess uh-huh. that maybe counts as a physical game. I don't know. I guess. Ooh, what is. Sorry, can you still hear me? I can. Okay. I see now. All right. I have to download something to work remotely. I forgot that I, that's what's that was chucking up my internet a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Get rid of all that shit. The man doesn't need to listen to your Monster of the Week podcast. No way, brother. No way. It's gonna be weird working working from home. I'm glad that I have a space that I can sit and work but um i've never done it before never been able to do it before so it'll be an experience yeah you're you're going to about noon you'll be finished with all your work and asking yourself why the fuck do i ever go into an office all it is is just Mm -hmm. a series of distractions and indignities that are thrust upon me by the modern world why can't i just do it like this all the time so right now it's it's not a it's it's not going to be like full-time working from home Mm -hmm. it's just like every other day so that we don't all have to be in the office at the same time whatever um but steve has a couple days off and um like he scheduled them off before all of this happened and some of those days he's going to be home so he was like i mean i'll still log in at four o'clock and do my entire day's worth of work by five and we'll be good to go i mean there you go that's just how it is it'd be like that sometimes it'd be like that in this uh ridiculously diseased world that we live in yep yep Exciting stuff. It's getting weird out um, there, Chris. Like governments are shutting down. Like the uh, like several of the cities that I live around are um, like they're not like the city halls are shut down. You can't go inside them. You can have to do everything to drive through. Permits aren't being issued. Um, like they're setting up screening tests all around the city, which aren't even like testing for the virus, but just screening you for it if you have any sort of symptoms whatsoever. Um, it's getting kind of weird out there, my man. It's getting pretty fucking weird, man. Um... Massachusetts is like mostly shut down, but nobody nobody can get tested unless you're Idris Elba. The night before uh, St. Patty's Day, Bourbon Street, New Orleans was empty. 
fucking wow. empty. I have I don't know that I've ever seen Bourbon Street empty at any time of the day or night. Like it's kind of spooky. Like in that four to five a.m. window, like you'll get people that are super drunk and stumbling back to their hotel room, but then you'll get the early morning crew who are showing up to stock the shelves and whatnot. Like so, it's still mm-hmm. really busy even in like the n- nowhere time of the day. And like to see Bourbon Street empty was fucking boggled my mind. Very bizarre. Um. Yeah, that first, the first day where everything seemed like it was like slowing down, like schools were first closing here. Um, even though traffic was, it was, it was still traffic. It wasn't like the streets were deserted, but you could already tell shit just felt different, you know? Yeah. Like, even though I always have to work on holidays, so on those days there's less traffic, but somehow it just felt different going sure. out on yeah. a random Monday and just having nobody be on the road. It was bizarre. I had to um, I had to take Autumn's dad to a eye doctor appointment. Um, by the way, if you ever are looking to something for to distract yourself from the impending doom of all society, uh, watching a seventy five year old man get stabbed in the eye with a needle it will will at least distract you for a little bit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was super fun. Um, but so I had to actually like drive into town. I've been pretty much like self isolating as much as possible. But I drove into town and like it's kind of like business as usual. Like there was a bunch of traffic. Not normal, like, afternoon traffic. It was slightly less than that. But there was a lot of traffic and a lot of, like, businesses open and people at places yeah. doing stuff. It seemed really weird. It's pretty weird. But as as for right now, life goes on. Um, yeah. I yeah. am, part of me is really frustrated that I have to keep going into work. Part of me is grateful that I'm still employed and can still get paid. So uh, I won't complain for now, you know. Um it is what it is. I don't want to be spreading anything to anybody, but this is the situation I'm in right now. Yeah, this a situation like this really like shines a light on how broken our system is as far mm-hmm. as government and like public services and support for citizens and things like that. Uh and it and how easy rules can be broken. Like if California can like wave a magic wand and nobody has to pay rent this month or nobody's getting evicted, then why are we doing this at any point? Like if, right. if if the if if a state can wave a magic wand and all of a sudden not have anybody's water being cut off, like why have you guys been doing that? And I'm in the water business. I understand like why stuff why people get cut off and things like that. Like there's there's an aspect to these things that I understand, but at the same time it's just like mm, water's kind of a basic right. <laughs> you should yeah you should yeah. you should probably have it. <laughs> you should have a right to it. It's a, yeah. It's a it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. You shouldn't have to uh, drink rainwater to survive, you know. No, you shouldn't have to set up your rain barrel. Um, I sip all of my water out of Jared Padalecki's large hands, though, so that's that's where I get. I my mean, water. Those, yeah, you got to put those huge mitts to to use somewhere. <laughs> uh, video games, my dude. What have you been playing lately? Let's talk about uh, something that's not coronavirus infected. Local bones knows gaming. Yeah, I've been playing um, 
Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 on the Switch. Um, what the fuck? Is that allowed? Yeah. Um, it's allowed. Um, so it uh, it has a pretty like it's it's a pretty. I I didn't really know what to expect going into it. I've just had it forever. I got it when I got my Switch because it was like, oh, it's a big JRPG. In the back of my head, I knew that there was like there uh, anime characters with ridiculous proportions, if you know what I mean. Um, and so it just sort of it just was sitting on my shelf forever. Um, but I I've been using my Switch more. I, I was getting all excited about Animal Crossing coming out, so I was like, all right, I want to play a Switch game. Let me just. I've been playing all these horror games. Let me switch it up with something lighter, and I landed switch on Xenoblade Chronicles Two. It plays like a kind of like an MMO. Um, you have like auto attacks when you get into battle, and you you can run around. It's not like a you know turn based JRPG or anything like that. Uh, you have auto attacks, and then you have skills that you can use as they kind of like build up. And I thought that it was very simple and very slow. And the first time that I tried to play it a couple months ago, I bounced off of it. Uh, this time I was able to stick with it because I've realized that the combat system goes super, super deep pretty quickly. Um, it, it keeps expanding and, and even 20 hours in, 25 hours in, I'm still learning like little new systems here and there to make the game more interesting and more exciting. Um, so it basically, long story short with that, is that it plays like a super, super polished single player MMO. Um, there's tons of quests to do and there's just lots of stuff to keep you engaged with the systems at all time. And on top of that, just like huge, gorgeous landscapes to explore. I really um, thought you were about to say huge, gorgeous anime boobs. <laughs> hey, I mean, those are there too. Let's, I'm, let's not beat around it. Those are there too. Um, but like the, the story is pretty engaging. Like I'm actually pretty surprised uh, at, at how much I'm enjoying this game because even as like a JRPG super fan, there's a lot of stuff in these games that kind of, as now a 30-year-old man, that kind of like puts me off a little bit. Um, even with Trails of Cold Steel, these games that I adore and have tried to get like our whole Discord to play, um, there's still little things in those that either bore me or they put me off a little bit, and it always takes me forever to get through those games. But the way that this game is structured and, and um, the way that the gameplay works, I find myself constantly playing Xenoblade. And when I posted about it on Instagram, I found so many people commenting being like, this is one of my favorite JRPGs of all time, or it is my favorite of all time. Um, and I was really surprised to hear that because I know so little about the series, um, which I guess stems from what Xenogears on PS1. And then that kind of didn't get to become a thing. So then uh, there's Xeno's Saga on PS2, which is like the spiritual successor. And then that sort of didn't go anywhere. Uh, and then there was Xenoblade on the Wii, which there were Xenoblade Chronicles on the Wii. I never played that. Then there was Chronicles X on the Wii U, and I did play that, and that's like a mech building game. And it was it's very weird. And then this so this is a sequel to a game that I've never played to a series that I know very little about. Uh, but here I am having a pretty good time. We, the um, the mech building game is something that I was really interested in because it was one of the few like Wii mm-hmm. U exclusives that uh, that I thought like. I mean, there were there were a lot of Wii U exclusives, but that like that one for some reason I was always drawn to because I was like, oh, like this has this looks like nothing else like that's on the Wii U or whatever. And um, when it came out, like I just didn't have time for it. And then people start saying the 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 dreaded like, oh, thirty hours in is when it really opens up. And I'm just like, nope, nope, Dude, nope, not even kidding. Nope, not gonna. Um, I, I'm just not gonna do that. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do spend thirty hours getting to, look into a game and then only for, you know what i'm saying like i'm just like i don't want to spend 10 hours in a game and have it not be like great right <laughs> and that's it feels like xenoblade chronicles 2 sort of learned a lesson from that like you don't do a ton of combat right away but you're already doing like side quests in like the first five minutes like it, it's given you tasks to do 
and then very quickly you're doing combat and all the other stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, Chronicles X, the one on the on Wii U, that was the Twin Humanities boys. They talked about that, and I thought it sounded pretty cool. I got to the either thirty or forty hour mark, where you are running around on foot in this gigantic alien planet with all these beautiful different landscapes, but it's like a pain in the ass to to traverse because there's it's meant to fly around in, but you don't have a way to fly around until thirty or forty hours in when you get your giant mech. And yeah. I finally got to the point where I had like done like the license exam for the mech, and then I got it, and then I literally never played that game ever again. Um, because it was like, like that was the end. I boss. was so, getting the license was the end boss. Yeah, yeah. But then it was I had access to fly and do. It's like that's when the game opens up. But I was so burnt out from doing all the tedium of getting that license that once I had it, I didn't want to use it. Um, it was like going to the fucking DMV, but I had to do it every day after work until I finally got that fucking thing in the game. It's the um, worst so possible that, that DMV was, imaginable. It's at my yeah. house and it takes up all of my time. <laughs> yeah. Um, the game. Yeah, that that was an interesting game, but and and I would have liked to keep going with it, but I'm sure something else distracted me, and I was glad to be done with it. Plus, it being on the Wii U didn't do it any favors because who wants to play the Wii U? Yeah. Um, I mean, even though I played a Wii U game like three weeks ago, but. Uh, yeah, the the one on Switch is um, it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it a lot, and um, the they're doing a remastered or remake version of the first game for Switch. I think later this year, so yeah. I'll I'll check that out. I guess at some point. Um, but that, yeah, so that idea that. of <laughs> what are you uh, playing? of games not getting good until like so until a little bit in um, is so mm-hmm. my experience mm-hmm. with Hollow Knight, which is what I've been playing and putting a bunch of time into lately. Oh yeah. Um, Everybody talked about Hollow Knight as like the Dark Souls of 2D platformers or whatever, and like it's not. I, I don't. Uh, other than a kind of paper thin plot that you are going to have to like find a Vadi video for to tell you what's going on, and like right. some like it's just the combat isn't there. Um, like I, I don't really see this much of it as, as a quote unquote Souls game. Um, but that said, like it's got these beautifully rendered environments. It's it's kind of dark and menacing. You really don't know what you're doing most of the time. You're just kind of going along with the flow. Um, but I've tried to play this game a couple of times and just kind of stalled out. Like, what would happen is I would get into an area and I'd be interested, and then I'd get to a point that was like, "Oh, you you needed an obvious ability for this. Like, I need to be able to double jump to to mm-hmm. do this, and I can't do that. So I just have to turn around and find something else. And that happened like three or four times. And um, finally. I uh, I tried to play Shovel Knight, uh, which is a totally different kind of game, and I got frustrated at that again for like the fifth or sixth time. Um, and so I gave up on that, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna give Hollow Knight one more shot. Like it's gonna be a thing that I do. I'm gonna t- really, really try. And uh, it took about six hours in before I got the um, wall jump ability. Um, so you you start out like just you're you're just a little dude, and you have a like a nail because you're you're a tiny little bug. Um, and your nail is is your weapon and you can swing it and that's like your and you can jump and that's really it. Uh, and then shortly into the game, a couple hours in, you get a dash, which you can do in midair. So you can like jump up and then dash to get to other places. And then after that, you get the the wall jump. So you can now spring on walls. And then um, I just got, uh, I don't know remember what it's called, but it's the thing in these games where you like just rocket across the screen in a straight line from from oh. from place to place um yeah. but that was like 10 hours in i guess 6 hours into the wall jump and like getting the wall jump is like oh 
this is what people have been playing. Like the people, and I put that in our discord and somebody was like, I didn't even remember that you didn't start with the wall jump. And I'm like, yeah, that's a fucking problem. (laughs) Cause, cause it's just a really, really slow kind of grindy beginning, even though it's fucking gorgeous. Like it's really beautiful. The animation is just so incredible. Uh, And I just, I just wish it kind of picked up faster, but here I am like 20 hours into it. And I keep finding extra stuff. Like, they've released a bunch of content to this game, and I can't tell if I'm playing through DLC or anything like that. I just keep finding stuff. Um, Like, I got... um, I was in a a really weird area. Um, I got the... I think it's a... It's like a smash down ability. And I was like, oh, I remember I went to this cave. So I'm going to backtrack. I'm going to go through some old areas. I'm going to see if I can pick up any useful stuff. And then I'm going to go to that cave. Going to see if you can smash down. And I'm going to see if I can smash down. I smashed down and entered like the crystal caverns or whatever. And then it was like, I was way over my head. I was carrying so much cash on me. I was paranoid. Like I was just, I was like freaked the fuck out, which is really fun. Like that's a good game experience. Um, And so I got, got to the top of this part and that's where I got that like straight dash ability where you would just shoot across. And I did that. Like I did that on like this one section and I looked at the map and I was like, I, this looks like if I do it right here, I'll go back to like the town and I could spend all of my money and that'll be a good thing. And it did. And I could. And I was like, okay, finally, like I'm now I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to I'm obviously not powerful enough. I'm going to look around for some weapon upgrades or whatever. And went to a totally different area and was like, oh, I can go get up here now. And then found like a whole brand new area. <laughs> like, oh, and shit. that's what keeps happening oh, is I keep going, I keep backtracking and thinking like, oh, I'm going to have a good time and go pick up some extra items and finding uh, just ton of new shit and content. It's fucking insane. I'm sort of having the opposite problem playing Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously classic game, but I, I've never played more than probably an hour of that. And it's on uh, iOS, so I'm playing it on my phone. And every time, I mean, I'm I'm having like a growing pains with it because he's he plays Alucard and he's a chunky boy. He's heavy. He does not he does not jump far. He does not run fast. I'm sure you get plenty of abilities. As, I got I got just got a wolf form. I can run fast as a wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a chunky boy, and I keep expecting him to move way faster than he does. Um, and then I'm also having the problem where I keep thinking I'm discovering a new area and then I find out that I'm just back where I started yeah. and I, I am, I'm actually really struggling to make progress cause I don't know what direction to go. In. That was my issue with hollow Knight, man. Like when at the very beginning of hollow Knight, before you get those, those few clutch abilities, you would just like wander into a path and then you would look at it and be like, Oh, this is a dead end until I can do something else. Like I can't, I can't progress here. There's no boss. There's nothing okay, I guess I'll just like make a note on my phone to come back here later, baby. Um, yeah. And the way that game works, uh, you don't uh, automatically map things. You have to find an NPC in every area and buy the map from them. And then oh, the map doesn't update until you uh, rest at a bonfire or a bench in this case. Um, wow. So once you rest... There's a lot of incentive yeah, to get them. Yeah, maps. you have to buy them. Like it's, it's fucking... Uh, like somebody was asking about my loadout because you have these like charms, which are basically rings uh, that you can equip that will do give you various like buffs or whatever. Like one was um, uh, it gives you dramatically more health, but it takes away your ability to heal, which I thought was pretty cool. And uh, in the boss mm-hmm. fights, like you don't really have a lot of time to heal. So I've been using that for boss fights just to give myself a little edge and not have to worry about like, oh, he's in the middle of this combo. I can I can try to heal real quick. Like if I take that ability right. away from myself, like I tend to do better. Um. But anyway, like I was, somebody asked me that and I was like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I automatically have to have the compass on at all times. Like, otherwise I will get fucking lost. Like, you don't even appear on oh, your yeah. own map unless you have a charm equipped. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> Which is f- That's how it is in yeah. um, 
the long dark, you have to draw your own maps. Mm-hmm. Um, first, you have to find charcoal, and then you can use the charcoal and like rub it on a piece of paper, I guess. And it will, if you're near any landmarks, it will, if you're near like a house or something, it'll put that house on your map. But it, you don't appear on your map anywhere. So you just have to constantly like go around making um, small notes on this giant map like of a huge area. Um, so you might have like circles here and there over like a, you know, 10 mile stretch of landscape in this game where you, you have things mapped out, but like it doesn't show you where you are in relation to any of those things. So it's, it's pretty intense, but like once it makes, it forces you to sort of learn the landscape, I Mm -hmm. guess like, yes, I've made a mark on my map that I'm at the house here and okay, I'm making a mark mark on my map that I'm at the the water tower now, but I need to know which direction I walked to, to get to the water tower. And I need to figure out, you know where I came from in order to get back to where I was. It's it's intense. And then you got games like Silent Hill, where like the map auto updates every time you like open a or, or try to open a door that you yeah. can't open, or you open a bit of a locked door or whatever. Is it the is. Uh, uh, maps, is, maps and games man. is the long dark? Is that um is it is it a different map each time? I can't remember if that's like uh um I can't remember the fucking word random or not. So it doesn't it doesn't know it doesn't randomize it. There's randomized elements to it um but all the structures will be the same you just might be in a different area there's like seven or so zones ranging in difficulty some of them have um more animals that will you can hunt but will also hunt you they might have um harsher weather in some areas some places have a lot of shelter but there's no food you know there's there's balance in different ways Interesting. Okay, cool. I was just curious, like, if once you found the lightsaber, lightsaber, Jesus Christ, the water tower. <laughs> Bro. I don't know where my head is at. What do you mean? Sorry, I was looking out my window and there's a cow, like, that fighting a lightsaber outside. Um, I, I was curious if once you found the water tower and, like, figured out the path from the water tower to the house, if it was always the same or not. So. Yeah, yeah, for the most part, that's the same. But, um, and that's, like, kind of part of that game is just, like, playing it learning as much as you can, eventually dying, and then taking the knowledge from last time and applying it to your second run, and yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's why you have several yeah. hundred hours into that game. That's why I have a lot of time in those games. <laughs> or that game. <laughs> Did you watch the you Nintendo stuff today? Supernatural? Oh. Uh, yeah, sort of. I, I looked at some of it, um, but I was working. Okay. So I saw like the announcements, but didn't get to like dig into those trailers too much. The the big news for me was Exit the Dungeon is out today, which was a oh, surprise. Yeah. So did you play it yet? No, no, I have not had time. I um it wasn't out when they did the announcement, and then I had to go, like I mentioned earlier, go watch Mark get stabbed in the eye with a needle. Oh, that's right. And uh and then I came home and got on t- on the microphone in the stew, ready to chop it up about some stuff. You're in the stew, ready to chop it up with your boy. <laughs> Autumn asked me, I showed her the the name of last week's episode, and she's like, what's the mm-hmm. stew? And I was like, it's the studio. And she's like, oh my God, that is so funny. <laughs> I mean, we didn't come up with it. What is the stew is, is one of the best questions Autumn has ever asked me. So. That's a good question. <laughs> Supernatural time? You're, let's do it. Hey, Chris. No, I'm kidding. Hey, whoa. <laughs> 